0: Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Yelin, and I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 19th episode and our first episode in 2019.
1: Kind of crazy that it's episode 19, first episode of 2019. I just kind of realized that, oh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys, you know, for a great start to 2018, a great start to the podcast. Um, we released 18 episodes, and we didn't miss. A single week until until last week, yeah until last week when this dude went to florida yeah that's my bad <laughs> uh yeah so we you know we took a we took a week off hope everybody had a happy holidays but thank you guys all for the support um let us know down below in the comments if you've listened to every episode so far hopefully we'll drop a like give you give you a little shout out thank you i don't know um but yeah just thank you guys for the support um keep Liking, subscribing, telling your friends, yeah, and we're gonna get better too. Help us! Help us make 2019 a big year, right? Keep the support up. We're gonna try to we're, keep uploading every up. single week. We're, yeah, we're only
0: going up. We're, yeah. we're only gonna improve every day.
1: Yeah. So thank you guys for a great start. We're gonna keep working hard, um, and and climb climb up the climb up the rankings. Just just get better.
0: Just get better. Get better. We're gonna improve. That's our thing. Yeah, we got some stuff planned. We'll. We'll let you know in like the next couple weeks. Yeah. All right. Anyways, for this episode, we're basically just gonna be reviewing things from the past like twelve days since our last episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. We just have a bunch of different news things. First of all, I just want to talk. We haven't really talked about this Christmas Day games. First of all, Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics. That was a that was a phenomenal game. All I watched. I, I got so I got so hyped with my family, and uh, the Boston Celtics were able to pull it out, which is like. I feel like the Sixers should be able to close. But what I really wanted to talk about was Lakers Warriors on Christmas Day. Lakers won 127 to 101 with LeBron injured for a large chunk of the second half, or maybe all- no, I, I think it was like the fourth quarter. On all oh, right, right. <laughs> my bad. You know, it was 12 days ago. or Whatever. All right, but I mean, let's talk about. Oh, he he only played
1: 21 minutes. My bad. Yeah, but so so let's let's talk about what this what this loss means maybe i think that even just beyond this game the warriors as of late have been looking a lot more human a lot more beatable
0: than maybe we thought they would be going into the season Do you know this is th- this season the warriors have lo- have two different stretches of losing 3 in a row and i mm-hmm. don't i don't think they've lost 3 in a row i think before this season they've lost 3 in a oh- three in a row once in the Steve Kerr era yeah <laughs> so I mean, that that's pretty telling like this yeah. is, this has been quite an irregular stretch of losses
1: that you know it's been a rough start I think you know they've been they've been going through some ups and downs which is natural for most NBA teams but this is not most NBA teams this is you know the NBA team. yeah this is maybe the greatest team of all time so, all or, so or so teams. we thought um but yeah I mean so let's talk about what this blowout really means and how much how much should how much should we be looking at this as like
0: huh maybe the Warriors aren't a lock for the championship like does it really affect that well I think everyone on the Lakers I mean kind of except for LeBron because he only played 21 minutes had a good game you have guys like Rondo having 15 and 10 you had Zubac Come in. Stepping up, yeah, man. He he had eighteen and eleven, and he just felt like he felt like a pro. He felt like a lock starter for yeah. that game. Thirty-one so, minutes too. Yeah, and and in the past, like the three games after that, he was kind of killing it as well. I think he's cooled mm. down a little bit. But him, Tyson Chandler played decent, I think. Actually, no, never mind. He but, he did not play well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think like Zubox, like kind of been barely cracking the rotation, and all of a sudden he steps into this game.
1: Scores 31 Kills or gets 31 it. minutes. Scores 18 points, 11 rebounds. Like that's a that's a big. Like you had a lot of guys in this game who we haven't really seen be as big of contributors as we would have liked. Really, just step up and make a big difference with LeBron out, which is what we're gonna need to see going forward because LeBron can only take you so far just because yeah. he's one player. I think
0: it was an all-around great performance in the Warriors. You had guys like Josh Hart with an with an efficient 12 points, uh, mm-hmm. Lance Stevenson with an efficient 11. You had Brandon Ingram, 14, Kyle Kuzma, 19, LeBron, 17, Zubak, 18. Just, like, everyone kind of contributed. No one really had a horrible game that played big minutes, except, I mean, Tyson Chandler didn't play the best, and Lonzo Ball didn't really play the best. Other than that, it's a very well-rounded effort, plus they put up 127 points, and they held the Warriors to 101, which, I mean, doesn't sound like... A little amount of points, but in today's NBA, I mean, kinda. Yeah, you I mean, know, the war the Warriors are definitely probably averaging something like
1: one fifteen on the season, maybe more. Um, so, so I mean, that's that's impressive, and just the fact that that to 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 win by twenty six against the Golden State Warriors is impressive. To do it without, you know, do it with LeBron going out, not only because you know they just did, didn't have him, and they managed to ma- not only maintain but extend the lead, but like that's also like a blow to your morale. If you're, you yeah. know, if you're if you see your star, you know, having to limp off the court, like that's that's going to
0: hurt your probably uh, your level of intensity. You might you might be distracted and, during the game. And you would think that you could be like, "Okay, can the Lakers play without LeBron James?" We've seen the answer is no. Um well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game it looks like yes. The, yeah, in the this sense, game it, it looks like, yes, like no. But yeah, in the since then that he got injured They were one and four in their last five games mm-hmm. this was like a spark i, I don't uh, obviously if you're gonna lose the best player in the world who's your only superstar only real star on your team you're not gonna be that good anymore yeah. however we've seen like like really good teams teams like obviously the warriors rockets with like chris paul going out um you could the celtics are two and oh without Kyrie irving i think 76ers could do it i think even the pacers had a little bit of, of a winning stretch without victor oladipo some teams like you gotta kind of be able to carry it if, mm. if you want to be like a top three four team in the west yeah and you can't be out here losing to the knicks by seven exactly i was, gonna, I was just about to
1: say the what? fact that this that this team was a team that you know that you would expect with lebron to be to be, you know, in in play, serious playoff contention that maybe even is a championship contender, but without LeBron, they're losing to the Knicks without Kristaps. That's kind of embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it, it, we are not good. The right. Knicks it's, are not good about it's one right game. Now. It's one game, but of still. But like that's it, just shouldn't be happening. Um, also, I, I wanted to bring this up. I'm biased towards Stephen Curry, but it's like I got to bring it up. It's kind of disappointing that he's like this is like the third Christmas game in a row. He, where he's like kind of underperformed, he. I don't think yeah. he he hasn't dropped over twenty in a Christmas game, really. Ever? I remember. I don't know. Which if it is was annoying.
1: I think it was. Two, yeah, two years ago. Um, I remember Kyrie hitting this like yeah nice fadeaway yeah. against Clay against Clay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just remember that. Yeah, I that, remember. That's, I remember like watching that game. And be that's like, a moment. Wow. Yeah, and that and that moment that along with obviously his big shot in the 2016 finals sort of solidified in my mind like yeah Kyrie's the most clutch player
0: in the NBA. Oh, can, can we talk about this? LeBron said that by hitting the sh- or by by coming back down from 3-1 in the 2016 finals made him the greatest player of all time in his eyes. Yeah. This is kind of weird. I don't remember off the top of my head MJ flat out saying that he was the GOAT. No, he he, ha- he I don't think he ever did. Yeah. And I watched an
1: he said in an interview that like he almost cringes when people call him that because you'll never know who the GOAT is because he's never played against Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. He's he said he's the players he said were Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West. But but what's you know, what's, I think that the point there he's trying to make is LeBron and MJ never went head to head they never played at the same time they never played against the same people so we don't really know yeah. which one's
0: better you know it's like okay i'm, I'm not trying to start the go conversation right now i'm, yeah. I'm kind of i want to focus on it's Is weird it, that yeah. he said this it's not that surprising that he said that it's a, because he seemed, it's kind of very lebron of him because yeah lebron's always he's like an amazing leader He's he's like this really mature dude role model everything. Him and Steph Curry stand out to me as like like the perfect role model. The ideal. Faces of the NBA. Yeah, I know, but just like yeah. like very admirable guys. Mm-hmm. Or he always has this side of him where like whether it's kind of like edging out his coach or he's just either a little stubborn or a mean. little bit of an ego where he just edges out his coach or like the way he went to Miami with the the decision yeah. on national TV. Or with this, he he just he has to say it, which is a little annoying, mm. and he, re- he he received criticism for it. I remember like by three or four big names, like it's like oh MJ never said he was the goat. Why do you have to say it? Yeah. Just let let others say it for you. I think Kareem said, uh, Danny Ainge said he's trying to go with the Donald Trump approach, like just selling himself, yeah, all the way. I, I think
1: I I don't know. I think the criticism is a little bit harsh, but I understand where they're coming from. Let your game speak for yourself, right? LeBron doesn't have to say he's the GOAT. Whether he believes it or not is a different story. That is the right mindset to have, I think, that you're the the greatest player of all time and that every night you're trying to go out and prove that. But the fact that you have to go out and, and say that to the world, I don't know, it seems a little bit like... Almost like insecurity. I I, yeah. I don't know if it's if it's just him being cocky and like him having to
0: like show off a little bit, or if him being like insecure and feeling like he has to say that. But like, I think I think you can relate it to Kevin Durant. Yeah, like responding on social media and stuff. The burner accounts. Yeah, yeah, the burner accounts. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know what it is. I think that
1: while maybe that's true, and it, it, and you could argue that LeBron's a goat. You can argue that MJ's a goat. You can argue that somebody else like Kareem is the goat. It doesn't really matter. But like, I don't. I don't think LeBron just should have said that
0: or needs to say that. I yeah, he true. should have just left it alone. Honestly, I, like. I may agree with him. We're we're not here to have that yeah. debate. But I just want to like that 2016 NBA Finals. That could be the best finals I ever see in my life. That's true. That's true. But but I, I also think like, um, shouldn't he let himself retire first? Like yeah, isn't it like
1: you shouldn't shouldn't he complete his resume before that's he goes true. out and says the goat, he's the goat? That's that's my main problem with it is like let let yourself like, be done before yeah. you're going out and like, making that claim. Like go
0: out and win yeah. another. Go ring. In, you go <laughs> on another
1: ring, then be like, okay, now I'm definitely the goat, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like do
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Do you want to move on to a different? Yeah. Next oh, Can I ask where were you when the cows came back from three one? Honestly, I don't know if I if I if I, if I remember like a specific really? spot. Uh I remember. I remember my specific
1: spot. <laughs> I might have. I might have just like my my mom might have just been like go to sleep, Connor. Like turn off the game. So like I I don't remember. That's like tough. I don't remember like really leading up to. The, leading up to that moment. I mean I assume I remember I remember all the talk about it, right? And I remember that like it being three one. Like all right, the series yeah. is over. And then one by one, it being like yeah. like okay, he's back in it. Yeah. There's a chance here. Mm-hmm. Like like one like and it was like a joke like. When he came back, from, when it was three-two, all of a sudden everybody's like joking, like "What if he came back?" And all of a sudden it's like three-three, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it could actually happen. Yeah, and then, then he won. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't
0: remember a specific place, but I remember sort of that happening. Can I tell you where I was? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like this is like gonna be like one of those things I like never forget, Mario. It's like yeah. Like when I look back and I tell my kids like about LeBron James. That's what you remember? Yeah, they like if yeah. I was LeBron James, I would be talking about this. That, that's mm. that's what I really wanted to focus with this. Like I would be I would be talking about this. But yeah, I was at I was at this basketball camp in the middle of summer and they let us out early. To, wine, yeah, yeah, like it, it's like the sleepaway camp in Pennsylvania and they let us out early from this like this is like an intense basketball camp Like they don't do anything like they didn't let us out for the other games mm-hmm. they, Like for game seven they let us they let us out early and then there was like 80 of us crowded in like a room that was like twice the size of this like not yeah. big not big at all and he, Bro, you like everyone was rooting for the calves like at that time the world yeah. except for kind of me hated the Warriors And yeah, you just had like LeBron and with the chase on block, and when and when Kyrie hit that shot, bro, it was crazy. (laughs) It's like, dude, it it was like it was everyone in there was shoulder to shoulder. There was no room, and everyone was just going crazy. So like, yeah, that'll just be something I I never forget. (laughs) All All right, let's move on. Yeah, all right. So let's talk about
1: I think John Wall being out for the remainder of the season. This is. Notable news because John Wall is one of the best point guards in the league. He's a superstar.
0: You would you call John Wall a superstar? I think so. I don't. Know, depends on your right. definition, but I, I I don't. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a top ten player. No, not top ten. Maybe not top fifteen. But I'm, okay, I don't know. I don't he, know. he's Whatever.
1: he's an above average <laughs> all star <laughs> usually. Yeah. All right, but he's out for the remainder of the season, which most of the time is like a huge headline. This season though
0: like with all the trade talks and like he hasn't been that very, good. Yeah, I mean like it's been it's been it's been kind of funky yeah, like just cuz he's been out of shape and just the Wizards have been losing a lot. So yeah. I feel like people don't care as much. Oh, and obviously like there's there's the fact that this makes like it's going
1: to be very hard to trade John Wall as if it wasn't already. Like it's going to be very hard <laughs> yeah. to trade now, now that he's injured. That's facts. Right? He's going to he's going to walk into the season probably even more out of shape cuz he's not going to yeah. have the whole
0: season to get back in shape. You can't tr- you can't trade a player when he's injured, right? I don't know. I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't know if that's a two K thing or a real life thing too. That's facts. I don't know. because <laughs> yeah. um, like, like they traded Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, when he was injured. Yeah. So was that during? Yeah, yeah. that was during the off season. But yeah, still was he, he was yeah. still injured. And look, look what that happened. So <laughs> I don't know if they would want to. Yeah. So yeah. So it's gonna make him. It's gonna make him hard to trade. But
1: I think, I think sort of there's a question now of like, what do they do for the rest of the season? Because I don't know what the record is, but it's like. Bad. They're they're like I'll well below 500. Yeah, yeah like it's that. it would be they'd have to go on a big run to make the playoffs. And with their current roster, I just don't really see that happening. They're like 15 and 24. Yeah, that that's like that that would be very hard to climb back in the playoffs. Even in the East, it's going to be
0: very hard for them to get back in the playoff race. That with that uh-huh. that, that current record, however, it could be time to uh, bump up Otto Porter's trade stock. Imagine if all yeah. of a sudden he he can just be this guy who can dribble the ball. Yeah, I mean, and
1: with you're gonna have you're gonna be Bradley Beal is gonna be the without without question first option, right? There's not gonna be any kind of tension of like who's gonna shoot more, John Wall or Bradley Beal.
0: Raise Bradley Beal's trade stock. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and so so what I'm saying is like Otto Porter, Bradley Beal, and like Thomas Adoransky is gonna be getting big minutes. There are gonna be a lot of guys who are gonna have to step up on this team, and it's gonna be interesting to see sort of like the dynamic there even though I think they're not going to tank. I think they're going to try to make the playoffs, especially because they made the trade for Trevor Ariza, and I think they're going to fail miserably and just not make it. So <laughs> I'm should like, they tank? Maybe. That trade is but looking like,
0: so much worse to me right now.
1: I didn't—I just didn't—I don't know. I I really not—I'm not sure I understood it even at the time, though. I'm not really sure what I said back—you know, I'd have to re-listen, but, like, I'm not really sure why you'd give up— Trevor Ariza and Kelly Oubre are, like— pretty comparable in the Go way they're playing right now the Yeah, it's episode 17 by the way yeah episode 17 um I'm, I'm, they're pr- probably pretty comparable in the way they play right now except like kelly Oubre is a whole lot younger
0: yeah so I, i'm not really sure honestly, why the justification and i think why how no casual nba fan and like even just like real like hard nba fans like they might not process it because it's all like hypothetical and you can't really kind of mm-hmm. Equate it to something, but Kelly Ubrey, they didn't want to pay him. Yeah, that's just that's a fact. They yeah. didn't want to pay him and they couldn't pay him mm-hmm. and they didn't want to let him walk. Yeah, because I'm I promise you, the Nets or the Kings or, or someone was gonna offer someone him w- yeah. who needs talent and offer it, him big money. Yeah, is gonna or the Suns. Yeah, is gonna offer him 15 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. something like that maybe yeah. a little bit less and the wizards don't have that money with Otto porter john wall and bradley beal each getting 25 million dollars a year at yeah. least yeah i think i think
1: uh the smart thing to do would now be to flip trevor reese as soon as you can like at, before the trade deadline the just, trade just deadline. get just get him off the roster right because he's <laughs> gonna have he's gonna have some kind of value to a team that's probably contending maybe you trade him back to the rockets even or he's gonna have some kind of I'd value to see that that needs some kind of team that needs a 3 and D guy would be willing to trade him and we'll trade for him like you know even just for like a pick or something but if they
0: if they wait until the summer there's no way Trevor Reese is gonna resign in, in Washington mm-hmm. also another dude I want to see step up Thomas Sadorinsky he's like yeah. one of the most efficient low usage low usage players in the league
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think yeah he's just he's so inefficient him he reminds me of guys like Monty Morris and like Shelvin Mack who were like very quietly having very valuable seasons Mm -hmm. not off the charts just valuable for any team yeah i want to see him kind of like he's only been like significant and relevant for like two years now but he's already like 26 or something because he spent a lot of years in europe Mm. i I like him i don't know he's a cool dude (laughs) (laughs) and then that's all i really got to say about the wizards yeah all right the houston rockets yeah Let's talk, about, let's talk about Harden's hot streak. James Harden has <laughs> turned into, like, Kobe Bryant for that stretch where Kobe Bryant just averaged, like, just had, like, five 50-point games in the month of January or something. I forget. Yeah. All
1: right. So, in case you've been living under a rock, in the last 12 games, James Harden is averaging 40.1 points, 9.0 assists, and 6.6 rebounds. Houston is 11-1 and during that span. And he joined Kobe and Jordan as the only players MVP. over the past thirty
0: seasons MVP. to have scored at least four hundred points over a span MVP. of ten games. MVP. I called in the beginning of the season, <laughs> and I kind of regret that we're gonna we're gonna pretend like I didn't take it back. Yeah, like five you did. Episodes yeah, yeah, ago. You did kind of take it back.
1: you were kind of down. But like
0: justified in that, like because the Rockets started sucked. off slow. The Rockets like, rocket
1: started off slow, but like they've stepped it up. They have. And it, like Harden has played them back into playoff contention without chris paul without chris paul and he's played himself back in the mvp race he said he's gonna win back-to-back mvps he's like already gone out and claimed that and if have been saying it and you see i've been saying when he went out and and said that like bleacher report post or whatever freezing cold takes commented like i'm I'm storing this in
0: my vault freezing cold takes have to might have to post his own bro have to post his own oh I had his own say comment was, yeah. his own comment he's done <laughs> that he, he's done that twice before and like good for him yeah <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have the humility to post myself on a yeah account freezing cold takes his like, Instagram page yeah, yeah it, that, that's it's hilarious Instagram page, yeah
1: um, but yeah so so he's playing his way back in the MVP race I saw um, on NBA.com I forget who it was someone wrote an article about like t- the current MVP ladder, and they, had, because of this streak, they had Harden jumping all the way up to number one, over Giannis. To me, I'm not sure that I can, I'm ready to say like, okay, yeah, he's he's over Giannis, just because I doubt that Harden's going to keep averaging 40 points a game for the rest of the season. That just seems very unlikely, right? And I, and he could potentially keep up a hot streak. He could play. He, I mean, if he gets this, if he single-handedly gets this team back to like a top 3 seed while averaging 35 points per game. That's 35 an, is a lot. He's averaging yeah, yeah. 33.6 exactly. right now. Exactly. Like so but but and if you just cut out like if you if it's only the last hand like if it's only the last like 15 games or whatever, then he's averaging at least 35. Right? So it's like he can if he keeps playing the way he's playing, obviously it's going to go up. But like even 35 is too much. If he averaged 33.6, that that's enough to like maybe be an MVP season. Like if he single-handedly got the back into the top 3 seed with with like a thirty-three point per game season, that's yeah, definitely that's it definitely got to be the MVP.
0: Whether he can keep that up, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. It might be like I mean, the whole media thing that yeah. uh, voter fatigue yeah. that might kind of stop him, or the fact that people are just suddenly mad at him because he's drawing a lot of fouls. Yeah, I saw this thing that said I, I, still, I still don't really get that, but like yeah, I yeah. saw I saw this thing that said Harden this season has been averaging more points per game without. Like, if you just take out made free throws, mm-hmm. then Allen Iverson, in his highest scoring season in 2006, he averaged like 31 or something. I don't really?
1: know. Right, so we, are we calling this our Instagram post of the day?
0: Nah. no. Nah. We, we got an one coming? We have an one coming? Yeah. And at NBA Chop Shop on Instagram, he's probably listening right now. I told him about it. He said, subject of correction, MVP award. And then he goes on to say, the MVP award is corrupt. The media uses it to sell new narratives, and the voters define the MVP in their own different ways, resulting in ambiguity. Russell Westbrook won in 2017 for averaging a triple-double, then came in fifth the following year when having the same stats, Kobe has one MVP, LeBron could have 10. I think that last statement, Kobe has one MVP, LeBron could have 10, that kind of highlights the ambiguity behind it. And the fact that voter fatigue kind of plays a a role in it and looking at the goat conversation i always think like championships are way overrated we should focus more on like other accolades like mvp yeah but i don't know man like this kind of made me think about it like yeah i i don't know shout out to nba chop Shop.
1: yeah i think that the i there's i'm not sure i'm ready to say the nba mvp award is corrupt Corrupt seems a little bit extreme, because it's not like they're trying to, like, plot some kind of, you know, evil, like, we're going to vote for different people every year. You know, like, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, some kind of... Russell Westbrook had the same season last year, though, as he did before. And he's quietly averaging another triple double Yeah, no one cares. But but it's not the same. It's
0: not the same. It's been more inefficient and less points, so... Okay, but it's not even that... Okay, he averaged the same thing last year, but it's not even... Okay, one, it was that people cared about triple-doubles, and they kind of care a little bit less now. But Mm. also, it was a narrative that... We've gotten used to it now, too. It's like, you just accept it. But the other thing was, it was the narrative that KD left, and everyone hated KD, and everyone loved Russell Westbrook, which I think is the sort of ambiguity Mm -hmm. and corruption that goes with the MVP award. I I think that, I think also, like, part of it is the MVP
1: award is more just, like, it's almost like story of the year more than anything, right? and That's what
0: this post is trying to say. Yeah,
1: because, like, Giannis might win it this year because, like, he's the Greek freak, right? And everybody loves watching this guy who's, like, a seven-foot point guard, like, just just be so unstoppable, right? Whereas James Harden winning it two years in a row while putting up 30 points again, like... Isn't quite as interesting as as entertaining as he is to watch. The story yeah. isn't quite there. I like, agree. So, and, and Derek Rose
0: being the youngest MVP ever, right? And like that was, the that story was of a it's, huge like, narrative for us. every year. Okay.
1: It's gonna be a story. I need to than be
0: that guy, but Derek Rose should not have won MVP.
1: <laughs> if you look back at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Like there, there are a few, like more than one players. Like that's another example. Like LeBron could have won it that season. LeBron, you know, it's like yeah, it's so, exactly. So, so I think that there's some justification in this that. The MVP award is more of a story of the year than than the most valuable player because it, I, I don't know, it's it just it changes right and it's such like a it's such a hard
0: award to like pin down and define. But like, because if it, if it was taken at face value, LeBron would win it almost every year. Yeah, I, 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 I would but say I also almost, not every year. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Shout out Steph Curry. <laughs> but I I also like. <laughs> I it, I don't think there's
1: really I'm not sure that it's something that like needs to be changed. Like, do I, do I really have a problem with the MVP award? Not really. Is I, it? I kind of have a little. Is of it a flawed? Yes. Do I
0: have a problem with the way that it's run? Not really. I just think it. Do I? I just think it's I a like, toss up every year. And exactly. Honestly, the media yes. is having too much of a hand in it. That's yeah. why I agree with NBA Chop Shop saying the media uses it to sell new narratives. Yes. It says sell, and that mm-hmm. kind of makes it interesting. That means like the media is kind of deciding. Who wins the MVP award before the season's over, and they're just using it to like, kind of sell either views or just a, a storyline. But yeah, it's interesting. That I wanted to do that. Shout out to NBA Chop Chop for our the, Instagram post of the week. Yeah, we're gonna find a cooler name for it. But yeah, yeah Instagram post of the week. Yeah.
1: All right. Do you want to ask? You want to go over quickly? Daryl Morey, GM of the Rockets, told ESPN that. James Harden is one of the purest offensive threats the game has ever known. One of the best pure offensive yeah, threats? Yeah, like of it could be considered one of the best offensive threats the game has ever known. Someone called him... Agree. I, I don't know. I agree Someone called him the best offensive player ever. I don't know. Maybe that was somebody putting words
0: in his mouth. No, yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say best, but I, w- I agree with One of Darryl the best Moore. pure
1: offensive threats the game has ever known? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And by the way, that includes free
1: throws. So y'all can stop... With the, uh, ooh, James Harden gets all his points at the free throw line. Or, like, who cares? It's still it's still part of his game. It's part of being an offensive threat
0: is that he can get to the line. Honestly, it's a- him and Steph Curry are the two best pull-up three-point shooters of all time. Mm. I would say Steph Curry is still number one. But in terms of it, like James Harden can just ISO a dude and then just dribble up, like taking like four or five dribbles, which is the worst part of his game. And then just pulling up 94 percent of james harden's threes this year have been pull-ups shout out to nba chop chop again <laughs> I, I found this out on instagram but i i, I trust this dude so yeah, yeah. but All right. i think and he's just making them at a high clip we talk does, about wait, the does, warriors does
1: pull-ups this pull-ups kind of like like moving shots like no a it's, step just, back?
0: It, it's just one dribble like it's a step back up a yeah pull-up. yeah yeah, I think right. it's just threes off the dribble. Yeah. So so if we're counting like a pull, like a, his step back and his yeah, like any, side step, any like, three that's not a catch and shoot. Yes. Yeah.
1: Then then a hundred percent. Hmm. Yeah. Luca quietly playing his playing his way into one of the best pull up three point shooters in the league right now though.
0: I guess I, I would I guess. agree with that.
1: Yeah. All right. So but but back to the back to the question. Yes, he's one of the best pure
0: offensive threats the I game has ever so, known. Just, we is, agree he, with that. He can is he the best offensive player ever? No. 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 Okay, we would have to dive more into that, but yeah. I my gut says no. <laughs> Quick answer, no. Thunder at the let's talk about the Thunder being at the top of the West still ish,
1: number two seed right now. Um, they look good, man. Yeah. All right, let's talk about let's talk about winning with Westbrook, right? Because that's something that I think that we've talked about at least t- once or twice. Um, he was thirty. He was three for twenty on field goals the other night. In a game, it, but well, the game, he still had a triple had, double. Yeah, he still had a triple a
0: game double. They still won. I think that can prove. Okay, there, there are two approaches to this. I also saw this on Instagram. I spend mm-hmm. way too much time on Instagram. <laughs> right. Like, one approach is, oh, yeah, he's inefficient, blah, blah, blah. The other one is, he can have a bad shooting night and still impacts the game for his team yeah. to win. They, they, I think this is kind of more true than the other one. Yeah, no. Uh, what's what's incredible about
1: having Paul George and the kind of season that he's putting together is that no longer does it ma- does it matter that like if Russell Westbrook has an off night where he shoots three for twenty, he still impacts the game in enough ways, and Paul George still scores enough that like they can still win. They can still put together I think a good
0: night. Paul George is Russell Westbrook's parachute. Well, that's good all, <laughs> way, That's an interesting way to put it, but I I, I kind of get what you mean. Like, while well, also safety take, net, like yeah, safety net. Yeah, but he's also become their like go to score. It, he's the their run. first option.
1: Paul George has become their first option.
0: I yeah. This season, he's their first option. I, I would say um, so. I don't know if like everyone's gassing up to be for him to be like top three in MVP. No, I don't know if I'm there yet. Top five, not top three. E- even top five, I. Mm. I think, he, I think he's, like, bordering on five. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, like, ma- like I, I five think, or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, like... I don't know if he's, like, taking over games the way that other dudes are. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I think he's had some games that he's done that. Because Russell wasser has been in and out with injury...
1: And someone has to be doing it for them to be the second best seed. So I think it's got to well, be him. But, it's also just the
0: fact that they have like the best defense in the league. Yeah, without but Andre Roberson. But that's got to go insane. That's
1: got to go. A lot of credit to Paul George. But
0: yeah, he's, a play, lot, he's playing like, a, a lot to Stephen playing, Adams as well. A lot to Stephen Adams. He's also playing like a yeah,
1: defensive player. Of the year. But but Paul George. Paul George is quietly putting together a defensive player of the year type season, while also averaging like twenty six, eight and four. I think it is or something like that. Yeah, he, like twenty seven or something. That's a
0: very impressive season. It's a, It is. While his team's the second seed. Sounds like his last year, second to last year in Indiana. Maybe Mm. better. Who knows? Um, Really quick, Billy Donovan got his contract extended, I
1: think. um, Yeah, he did. Is that a good decision? Yeah. I would say no.
0: (laughs) I still – I don't know if I'm really convinced that Billy Donovan's a great coach. I still don't think he's a good coach. Yeah. I I just think he has a bunch of good defenders on his team. And he has two dudes who are just making a lot of shots. Whatever he's doing, though, if you're the Thunder,
1: like, I kind of get it, though. Because whatever is going on right now is working. And so if the players like him, if they're playing well, if the team's winning games, then maybe extend but it. How long did they extend it for? I think two years. Two years past this year? Yeah. I think maybe, maybe one. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if Billy Donovan, if other teams are going to be chasing after him, right? So I don't know if you really need to commit to that, That's right? Facts.
0: So yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't love it. Don't necessarily hate it. Though. I kinda, I, I kind of dislike it. All right. Um, oh, want to talk about the Raptors Spurs? Yeah. Okay. Kawhi's return. Kawhi's return. And, and DeRozan's return. DeRozan's revenge. Not his return because it was yeah, played yeah, in yeah, San yeah, yeah. Antonio. The Spurs fans booed Kawhi Leonard. First reaction. Go. I I understand where they're coming from, but also
1: be sympathetic. Like, I also think they should have been more sympathetic. Like, this is a guy who is a formal finals MVP for them, who slowed down LeBron. I'm, he didn't lock up LeBron. No one can do that. He slowed down LeBron in the finals, <laughs> which is something that very few other players ever could have done. And, and like... He put together a solid seven seasons while growing up in this organization, developing the player that he is in this organization. But at the same time, that sort of adds to the heartbreak that the Spurs fans felt when he left. So I kind of get it.
0: I kind of got mad, bro. You kind of got mad they booed him. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like, it's, it's like it's like it's like why are you salty a little like, bit, it's like right? You, it's like you idiots. Like be grateful. Exactly. Maybe I'm yeah. just like a Knicks fan and I never win championships. <laughs> like, like be grateful. This, this man was your Finals MVP. This man brought you a ring. This, like this, when, okay, when, I, don't, when I don't know if the word brought. Yeah. Like, well,
1: well, he was what, he was a large contributor. I don't think he, as I don't as think Tony he was the Parker, Manu, and and Tim Duncan were sort of on their yeah. way out. He sort of. Was the was the one factor that kept them that kept them like over the hump. Yeah, but he wasn't the best
0: player on their team. Yeah. He he performed the best in the finals, but he Mm -hmm. wasn't the best player on their team. But yeah, this man was your finals M V P. That's insane. I I would never boo if you if he left you in free agency, I wouldn't boo him. Yeah. But there has to be very drastic situations for you to boo your best player. but was this not
1: a very drastic situation in a way
0: though okay yeah it, it, it kind of was, was. Like, okay but
1: i so so in that in that sense i get it and that's the way that he left them was very disrespectful but still man but still like... have some respect for your finals mvp i think we can yeah. agree on that but also what maybe what's worse is that not only did they boo Kawhi, but they went like over the top in cheering for Danny Green.
0: Yeah, that like, that's 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 like that's, a little bit of an that extra. He it, still so it, like, stings <laughs> a little bit more. Okay, that, that just stings just, a little. Danny bit. Green's yeah. the man, though. He did. He was a part of those finals teams too. Yeah, But, yeah, man. I think it, it just it felt a little bit wrong to me. And Greg mm. Popovich said that. I wish they didn't do that. And I, I believe him. I don't think he's just saying that. No. And Kawhi was like, "Yeah, that kind of sucked." And I think maybe if you're a player across the league. Now you don't want to play for San Antonio? I don't know. That could be a part of it. What? You doubt I that? die? I say die. Because they're still one of the best organizations ever. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, it just seemed like, come on, Spurs fans. I thought you were better than that. I, a just, little bit. A little okay. bit. Yeah.
1: Um, shout out to Mario
0: Rosen. His first career triple-double. I was so happy his, for him, In his man. revenge game. That's, that's oh, a big deal. Last thing, I wanted to say, did you see that... Him and Kyle Lowry were talking, and then Kawhi Leonard just walks into their conversation. I didn't see that. Like, he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't walk through them, but like after like a timeout or something, or maybe right after the game. No, no, no. The, the game was still going on, and DeRozan went over to the Raptors bench and was talking with Lowry, and they were just like laughing. And then all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard just walks up to Lowry, and I was like, <laughs> "Bro, that's that's so awkward." All
1: right, let's let's wrap it up talking about. The Matador slash El Matador nickname that Luka Doncic was given by um, the Mavericks trademarked it, right? They did. They trademarked it because one of their trainers, I guess, came up with it for Luka. And in case you didn't, you don't really get it. It's I think it's a reference to him playing in Spain because like bullfighting is a, That's a yeah. Spanish kind of thing, I guess. And I, I think also sort of his like craftiness and like dodging defenders is yeah. like as another. Toys I think it's with like them. yeah. Um, so so, what do you think?
0: Like first impressions, like what do you think of that nickname? Is it better than Wonderboy, which is his other yeah. nickname? Yeah,
1: I I don't I think I like Wonder Boy. I, 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 like,
0: I think I like Wonder better too, because like I don't know, Matador is just a little bit weird. Because like when I think of Luka Doncic, I don't think of Spain. I think, no, I think of Slovenia. Yeah, oh, I, th- I just don't think of either. I just think of like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I think of where he's from, not where he played. Yeah. Also, just yeah, like I mean, it's fine. Good, good for you. Good for the Mavericks for making more money off of this. <laughs> also, I'm kind of Luka Doncic's number one fan now because my friend showed me a picture of Luka Doncic when he was 15, and like Look I kinda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, saw, kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's kind, it's, There's definitely a resemblance. Okay, yeah. Follow our Twitter. I'll post it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Follow us Twitter. <laughs> give it, give it a like. Yeah. And we'll end on Go that note. We'll yeah. end on that note. All right. All right thanks for listening to, the, to this episode of Space the Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. And thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a like and subscribe. That'd be greatly appreciated. Follow, follow us on Instagram at Space to the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space to the Floor. And happy New Year's. Happy 2019, man. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be a good year. year. I, I, I'm kind of hype. I'm kind of like better things to come, bro. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just gonna grow this, and it's gonna be great. Yeah. Hi, right. my name is Connor Geeland. and I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace.